Welcome to The Little Guys, a show dedicated to exploring the craft of independent artists of any medium. I'm your host, Joshua Wade Freeman. In this episode, I am joined by Rusty, an English-to-Japanese independent comic book translator. <laughs> Good. All right, so how are you doing today, Rusty? Not too bad at all. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Of course. Thanks for coming on. Um, so you work... Um, you translate uh, independent comics into Japanese, correct? That's right, yep. Uh, how long have you been doing that? Officially, we've been doing it uh, almost two months now. So we're, we're very start up in the business at the moment. Oh, that's amazing. Um, now, you told me um, uh, before, uh, like through email before you came on that this is the, this is the thing you want to retire out of with. I Ideally, yeah. Um, I work full-time. I've worked corporate for about 20 years now. Um, I'm not getting any richer off it, and uh, the company's getting richer, so it's time for, for me to do something by myself. Um, and also, as I mentioned in the email, I'm doing it as a family-run business, so it's something you know I can hand over uh, to the kids if and when they're ready. Yeah, so why translating work? Like, What, what was the decision behind that? Um, well, I've been in Japan for 25 years now. Um, I've wanted to do many different things outside of, of the corporate life. And everything that I'd come down to um, was always too big a scale for me as an individual to, to handle. And trying to find people to get on board with the idea wasn't so difficult. Getting them to follow through with getting on board the idea was quite <laughs> difficult. I, and also because of the scale of a lot of the things, it, it Um, so for the last few years, I've been looking at what skill sets I do have, and Japanese language is one of them. And do you do you guys work exclusively with comics? At the moment, yeah. Um, I've been looking to try and do something utilizing my Japanese ability to bring the West and the East together somehow. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned in the email, but I've also looked at importing Halloween goods. Uh, before Halloween really took off here in Japan. Unfortunately, I'm too honest and I refuse to go direct to China. So I was trying to get suppliers through America who no doubt only had distributorship for the Americas. Um, and that ended up costing all the margin I could have had in getting shipping forwarders and things like that. Uh, I looked at gaming for a while. I'm not talking about YouTube. Um, that's a losing battle to start with. Um, <laughs> trying to get involved, maybe a gaming site, information site. I don't really have much confidence in what the so-called games journalists are. Um, it's all about the clickbaits with them. So, But that takes a lot of time and a lot of uh, knowledge of the gaming industry as well as a lot of skill and a lot of games that I just don't have. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, so from there, I um, moved into comics, so to speak. I came across some of the, the big um, popular people within comics that run their own YouTube channels. And from there, I found out just how many independent um, comic creators are out there, um, you know, trying to, you know, make their dream happen. And from there, I realized I can't back every single uh, creator. Um, I'm not paid that much, uh, but what I can do for them, and if they're prepared, is offer to extend 
their readership into a country that they would um, probably normally not be able to get into. And by doing it in the local language, uh, that gives them a, a huge boost over just trying to get the comics printed and shipped to, uh, shipped to Japan. Yeah, definitely. I think I think you're, you're at the beginnings of a very important service. Um, I'm just, I certainly hope so. Yeah, um, that's always the mantra. Mm. So, was it easy to get your sons to work on this with you? Because you said they're they're both in their twenties. Uh, that's right. Yeah, uh, just in the early twenties. Not not at all. Um, they're you know they're interested. Um, my eldest is my uh, I do the original translation, um, but a lot of my Japanese is twenty years old. So I'm you know in my late forties now. So some of the expressions I grew up learning Japanese with are different to people his <laughs> age. Um, so he renaturalizes it, so to speak, for me. Um, and he's well read in, in manga and things like that as well. So it, it just adds to that more localization process itself. My second son isn't involved in the initial translation simply because we keep him separate from it so that when we've got a finished product, we have fresh eyes looking at it and see what, you know, what he thinks of it. Yeah. Is that, is that, uh, streamlined working out so far? It, it's working out good. Yes. Um, the only issue we've got at the moment, oh, it's not really an issue, uh, is a lot of the people that have come on board for us so far are still in the middle of their campaigns. So all respect to them, they're still busy with, you know, trying to get the, the initial campaign um, up and running or successfully completed and shipped and things like that. Uh, so a lot of that's just going to be some time before we can continue on with the business, so to speak. Yeah. It's hard to translate what hasn't been funded. Um. <laughs> as long as they have a, a complete version, um, ready to be printed uh, version of their comic, we can start anytime they want. I mean, we're a completely separate market. Um, obviously, because if they're in camp in the middle of a campaign, they may not want even just you know the artwork out there. But we can delay when we release it um, anyway. So it's really auxiliary to everything that they're trying to do. Right. Um, and you worked with um, Ben uh, Slavic. Yes. Uh, you're, for your first, he was your first artist, right? Ben Slavic? Yeah, I, I'd say creator. I think he um, paid a, a hired a, an artist for his work. Ben has been absolutely fantastic. We have been so lucky to get Ben so early on. Um, in the process. And it was actually him coming on board that helped us formalize the idea that, you know, we will do this as a service and a business. Um, he was, he's extremely pro professional. He had the files completely in the format that we needed. So all we had to do in was just go and edit the files, remove the English, change the size of the speech bubbles, put in the Japanese, save it, convert it to Kindle and upload it. And boom, there we are. We're in business. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. You guys are dream client first thing. That, that, that's that's so cool. <laughs> I'm not uh, going to get any lotto anymore because I think I've just used up all my luck with Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Your next guy's going to have everything pen and ink and it's all going to be one file. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that's that's been good. And that's what's given us the um, – what's the word? Uh, the, the smooth start to what we've had. Yeah. Um what would you say to someone who's trying to start working in the comics world? 
Um, I'm not so much an expert in the comics world yet, um, but what I would say is certainly ignore the mages. Um, I can't speak from experience, but from what I've seen with other people, I'll just give you the runaround or just use you for cheap labor. It's no different in Japan. They accept submissions, and the submissions that they allow you to uh, to to put in, they will take the um, the the rights for that. Um, so if you're not looking to go into the prof uh, I don't want to say professional, sorry, into the the corporate side of things like the Marvels and that, set up an Indiegogo, Kickstarter, whichever it is, to try and get some money. I wouldn't suggest doing that until you have at least fifty or sixty percent of your comic complete. You've got to be able to show people what they want to back um, and just go for it. If the Kickstarter campaign or Indiegogo is not successful, that's irrespective to everything that we're doing. All we need is a complete work and then we can localize that and then put it up for the Japanese market to decide whether they're interested or not. And it's, it's too soon to tell, but do you think um, you'll have... Um, comics come through that are more successful on your end of the market than where they originally came from? I, I would say that's entirely possible. Um, what we have here is a huge market um, that is, obviously, this is the, the manga kingdom. There's no getting around that. But even within uh, Japan, there are people who are interested in the West, are interested in Western um, comics, novels, movies, etc., but at the same time, they do have that large language barrier. What we're doing is we're giving them the access to the West in a language that they're more familiar with. Um, so assuming the work is of something that the Japanese audience is interested in, it has the potential to, to outsell here. Right. Do you, do you guys shrink down the... Uh the work in the traditional manga size or do you leave it at that magazine size uh... no at the moment with the focus on comics we're selling a western comic so yeah. even the sound effects in the comic itself we leave as english because that adds to the allure of it being a, a western piece it, it's similar to the the western movies here they have the original voices in uh the of uh, the original language and then they just put the japanese in subtitles because they're so tired of hearing the same voice actors over and over for all the different actors that are in the movies, they prefer the authenticism of, you know, the original actor's voice coming through. We're trying to emulate that by keeping some of the, the titles of the comics and the, the sound effects in English to just keep that Western feel about it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what are your, like long-term goals like we talked about this is this you want this to be like your last thing but before that. ideally yeah this is something that we can you know enjoy while we're doing it um it certainly is fun uh translating and localizing uh, other people's works it's also rewarding seeing that we can get this done for them see them uh th them as in the original creator um the excitement they get from seeing their creative work in a completely different language for a completely different market um, obviously, time will be needed for us to establish um, a presence here as a uh, independent Western comic. I'll say comic now because that's our current focus, but we would like to expand going further um, as a go-to. 
for Western comics. So we need as many creators as we can to help realize that dream. Yeah. Um, building your network of uh, artists. That's correct, yeah. Excuse me. Um, so you said you... You've been tra- you've you've been translating um, comics for a while now. You said you used to translate Berserk issues of Berserk into English. Yeah, that's not continuous um, <laughs> for the last twenty five years. When, when I first came here, I, I um, lived in the country and I had a lot of free time, uh, which also helped me pick up the language very quickly. Uh, back in the nineties, um, I was looking. I mean, I really enjoyed the Berserk manga. Um, it's it's far more adult than the actual anime is. I was a bit surprised at that. Um, but I read a few manga um, and thought about the idea that uh, I'd like to, you know, translate that, the reverse, translate that to English and try and get it sold overseas. I'd written into Shueisha, uh, Kodansha, and a few of the other major publishers. And again, this is back in the, the mid-90s. Um, and back then, they just weren't interested. Uh, they thanked me for my time, said they're not interested in doing English manga. Um, and now, in hindsight, I can see where I had failed. Um, I didn't realize that major corporations like that are too focused on the domestic stuff that they would have probably, back then, hired a company that would do it all for all the publishing and distribution for them. Um, so that's why I guess after the fact, people who were prepared to offer that service for the the original publishers um, were more successful in doing it. Right. Do you think that's what led you now to doing the inverse of trying to translate um, English comics into Japanese? I'm sorry, it cut out a little bit there. Could you ask the question again, please? Oh yeah. Do you do you think um, that drive to translate manga into English? sort of could have led you to where you are now doing the inverse i believe so yes because i did have that original interest um back in the early years here um and you know it's it's one of the things i've always had difficulty with you think going east to west and you focus on something like that and as you're running out of ideas or or you know products or whatever to do that you see something on the West that you could do West to East. And I'd been flip-flopping like that for quite a while. Um, but now I think, uh, especially with the this huge success of the Marvel movies and that, that there is a lot more focus on foreign um, Western comics and things like that. Uh, now is is perfect opportunity to get back in there and um, this time promote some up-and-coming creators and get them in front of a larger audience. Yeah, I mean, are people responding so far, or have you not released anything yet? Uh, we've got Exilium, which is Ben Slovak's, uh the comic series that he's given us. Um, episodes 1 to 5 up at the moment, or I should say issues, sorry, issues 1 to 5 up on uh, Amazon Kindle at the moment. Uh, we're rapidly closing in on 2,000 page reads. Um, we've only just started, so we don't, and there's no other Western comics that we've been able to find on Amazon to get a comparison. Um, so we're pretty much playing it as we go. <laughs> uh, but from our, I mean, it's been a consistent, I mean, there's days where we get no reads and there's days where we get over a hundred plus. Um, 
but it is consistently still carrying on at that rate. So for us, I think that's that's a huge success, and especially so early on, that's just phenomenal for us. No, I definitely agree. Um, there's a lot of publishers that will say, um, I don't want to put my eBooks or anything like my electronic stuff on Amazon's market. I want to try to do it on my own site or through something like Smashwords. Um, do you think you have to go through Amazon at this stage or no? No, we looked into that. And to be honest, there's a million and one uh, digital applications here on how to read things. Uh, the other side, to, well, not the other side, sorry, another uh, issue with uh, this as well is um, this is for the manga market. You want to try and get a Western comic into that market on these apps? They don't even have a Western comic section for people to look at. You'd be hidden under other. And even then, you would have to have your title known for them to know about it, to be able to search for it. Meanwhile, with Amazon Kindle, we've done no advertising whatsoever yet because we're still focused on the um, translations. But already, uh, Ben's Exilium is already you know fast approaching 2,000 page reads in less than two months. Oh man! So you're—it sounds like you're filling in uh, a need that was there. It—it it certainly sounds like it. Um, my son runs his own uh, Twitter account. I mean, obviously, I do as well. And we're slowly gathering um, domestic followers around the topic of, of Western comics. Now, I'm not going to say we've got you know five thousand followers or anything like. That. We've only just started. And one thing um, on that as well, we can't be aggressive about it. Uh, a lot of people say that, you know, Japanese are fairly xenophobic. I, I wouldn't go as far to use the word xenophobic, but they are quite insular with their specific interest groups. And if you barge on in there and start, you know, trying to sell something or start claiming that you're the best or we're the only people like that, you immediately get shot right out. So this is also why we're not going over the top with advertising yet. Um, well, I shouldn't say we're going to go over the top, but we haven't started advertising yet because it's more of an osmosis effect. Um, it reminds me of something I was told as a kid when we go into rainforest. The best thing to do is just to sit down and stay quiet. And after a few minutes, it's like the rainforest animals and that will start to accept you as part of the rainforest. And then they'll go about their, their natural day. And then you'll start to see all the different species that are in the rainforest. It's a similar concept with this. Just slowly, quietly establish your presence, and then people will start to come to you as they start to know about you. That's awesome. Um, I've never thought about it that way. Let me write that down. <laughs> um, with uh, respect to Amazon, back to the Amazon point. Sorry, I got oh, a bit carried away there. Um, with Amazon, it, I was extremely surprised. I looked at some publication magazines that are about all the different as a publication as a subject. Um, obviously, the printed book is still a major seller here. But at the same time, Japan is a very small country. Um, you often see people joke about the sizes of people's apartments and things like that. Think about that as a bookstore. Then think about how many books available that a bookstore owner has to be able to put in their store. At best, you would be fighting for just the spine to show, um, not the book that sits, you know, with the, the cover facing on the shelf, because that's probably about four or five books worth of physical space that they could get in there. Um, also, in the article, they'd mentioned that it, it's very cutthroat, especially for a lot of bookstore owners. 
if something doesn't start moving in a week, they just get rid of it, send it back to the publisher. Um, digital, you're not fighting with anyone for any space. Um, and I was quite surprised that uh, Amazon was actually the go-to for digital um, products uh, in, in Japan. The survey, I, I think it was only a few thousand people's worth, but it was over 45% of people um, use Amazon as their source for digital media. Oh, man. And Amazon's not a, <laughs> a domestic company, so I was quite surprised by that. Um, they'd outdone Rakuten, which was next, but it was only about 20, I think it was about 24%. And then some of the other major bookstore chains, domestic bookstore chains were down around the 15%, then everything dropped way below 10%. Right. Uh, so Amazon was a smart choice there. The other thing, uh, what I was going back about with all the different um, applications available, is that uh, a lot of these people know that it's it's a provider's market. So they set some really uh, horrific um, royalty rates. A lot of these, um, because it's um, Dojinshi, which is the fan fan based stuff of of uh, proper IP, and then um, indie stuff as well, uh, they have to submit it for free. And then once they pass a certain thousand page read mark, then their royalty process starts to kick in, uh, which is just it's just unfair to the creators. No, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, Amazon on the other hand. Uh, what is it? Thirty percent they take on, which means we get seventy percent royalty of it. Um, there's no upfront costs. There's no storage costs for us. There's no printing costs for us, which means we don't pass on any of those costs to the creator. So yes, it may seem like Amazon's cheap, so to speak, but we're in a market that is extremely digital focused, um, in a platform that doesn't cost us anything to to use. Um, and has the exposure, the marketplace um, that you know we're getting for free. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about how to, um, like, what's your plan? Like, how are you going to represent your company? Um, like, what's your brand going to be like to break into this market? We're starting out. Um, with comics, Western comics, and Western indie created comics, we want to become a cornerstone of independent creators. Um, there is a lot of interest for Western created work here in Japan. Um, and from what I can see, I haven't been able to find anyone else doing this, except for a place called Yuro Manga. Um, and there's no one called Tokyo Pops, I think, but they focus specifically, uh, sorry, more specifically on foreigner-created manga, um, where we're focusing more on the comic books and graphic novels. Um, so far, I haven't really seen a manga, so to manga creator, so to speak, on IgG. Uh, the, no, I mean, I haven't approached one as yet. Sorry. <laughs> uh, are you Are you worried about like, um, like, let's say this is doing well? And you mm -hmm. guys represent a name for yourself. Are you worried about other companies that are going to come up after you've established yourself? Like other people saying, oh, I can do that service. Uh, well, if, if they were, they'd be there now. <laughs> um, and it's, it's the same with any industry or, or business idea that you come up with. There's always the, the threat of competition. 
um, what I'm hoping will set us apart is our genuine interest in being fair to the original creator. I believe our um, we do a straight profit sharing um, royalty program. Uh, the initial localization that we do, we do for free. Uh, it just costs, because it's a family run business, it only costs us our time. Um, so there's no need to hire out a third party to do it for us and then you know pass on those charges down to the creator. Um, we're trying to do it as cost efficient as possible in the hope that the longer term get goal is to create a Western independent market in Japan. Where I think I would assume other people would be more interested in the immediate sale or, or something like that. Yeah, profits first. Yeah. Um, so you're currently seeking out these projects through the crowdfunding sites like Indiegogo. And that's correct. Yeah. Um, Ben's you, also introduced us to other people as well. So if introductions or people that I find myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think that'll turn eventually you'll have to start telling people to come back at a later time? <laughs> well, we, we are limited in numbers, which limits our time to be able to, you know, translate as much as we can. Um, and we certainly do want to do a good job of it. I, I would hope we get to that stage. That would mean that we're definitely on a good roll. Right. Um, but at this stage, you know, Japan's not going anywhere. It is a huge market. Yeah. You know, as as other markets do, but they're a very consistent market. Oh, sorry, I'm just going through this question. Yeah. Okay. Well, we cut all right. silences, don't worry. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Um, what's it like? Okay, so you're on Indiegogo and you see a project that you mm. you think has potential and you would enjoy going through. Um, how do you approach these people? How do you approach these writers or these artists? This is, I think, been the, the biggest problem we've had so far is because we're still a nobody, so to speak, compared to everyone. I just reach out to them. Um, I do have a bit of a presence on Twitter with some of the more famous, or I should say more popular comic artists and things like that. So again, it's just about getting my, my presence out there for people to realize that, you know, I'm actually serious about what I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, I just send them an email, say, hey, this is what I do. Program you're trying to run, project you're trying to run. What we can do is we can, if you give us the, the files, we can take that, we can localize it, and then we can put it on the Japanese market. Um, it's been kind of hit and miss. Uh, the misses were the people that just don't even bother replying. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had decent interest, and it's at a rate that we're, we're comfortable with at the moment. I'm hoping that once we grow it, the business a bit and get more of a, an official presence, so to speak, that that will also start to you know, give us some credibility in the eyes of uh, creators. I'm sure as creators, um, they're struggling with their campaigns to try and, you know, make it successful. Um, and they probably get approached by lots of different people offering all sorts of different things. So I can understand that. Right. Um... Well, you know, eventually your your work gets your work gets to talk for you instead of you talking for your work. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, have you had anyone outright tell you like, no, I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm not interested in expanding my market. No. Um, no. 
the worst, well, I shouldn't say the worst. The one thing I did have was someone did say that they were interested in getting their books published in Japan, but I think that was more the person was releasing a hardcover. I think it was about 90 odd pages, um, graphic novel anyway. And they were looking more to get into the, the physical bookstores. And at this stage in our business, it's way above what we can offer them. So we couldn't answer to what they needed. So, you know, it was fine. Right. So it wasn't an outright no per se. It was just a mismatch of what we could do for them to what they needed. Yeah. And so far, are you um, are you a fan of the work you've been cutting through? I'm not, I'm not asking you to like say like, oh, I really hate work. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, no. We've, like I say, we've been very lucky. Um, we've got some good work uh, that we're being asked to, to participate in. Uh, ben Slovak's Exilium was, was a very good read. He's an Australian as well, just like myself. So I got a lot of the cricket humor and stuff. So that was enjoyable for me. Um, Six Gun Gorilla looks like uh, my son and I think that's going to be very good. Um, I don't want to say a huge hit because if it doesn't, <laughs> it makes me look like an idiot. But we think it's got enough potential in it to be very popular here. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think I'm following him on Twitter. I think he's one of the people I need to reach out to. Um, yeah. God, I found his Indiegogo as well, and I was like, this is wild. <laughs> yeah, it looks very good. And the artwork really suits the story he's telling as well. So he's done very well there with the, the artist. Um, it, it looks good. So do you guys work um, digitally, or do you scan your pages out and write them into the bubbles yourselves? That's a good question. I have a feeling that perhaps when I breach the, the offer to a lot of people, they're too used to the idea of manga coming across from Japan in Japanese, then someone whites out all the, the Japanese and then writes, fits English in as best as they can. That's not what we do. Um, mostly because our, our platform is going to be digital to begin with, we prefer to receive the digital files so that we can localize the product. We're not doing a, I know fan subs around, I mean, I can't remember what they called the manga with the English, um, but we're not doing that. We're trying to release uh, an, uh, an original professional, if you will, uh, Western comic in Japanese. Okay. Um... With something so new, I think that would give the better image for the Japanese market. If we were just doing like bootleg copies where we just white out the English and drop in Japanese as best we can, it wouldn't look as appealing as a complete comic. Um, and the other reason that we do ask for the, the digital files as well is at one stage we do want to do some printing. Um, once we establish a bit of a presence here, we'll be starting to looking at the domestic comic cons and things like that. And there it would be good to have some printed copies. Oh, definitely. Um, you you don't want a booth without without books. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, my editor and I were talking about you earlier <laughs> today. Um. Do you see yourself as someone who is, um, how do I say this? Like making strides in the in the independent community, or do you or do you think it's not that big of a thing? That's a good question. Uh, I would hope 
and, and I do see myself, and I would hope it would be true that we're making strides in doing this. I know in the past there have been things. Um, I think they've been mostly focused on a specific product, like say Manga, as opposed to the indie um, creators uh, industry. And I think now as well that it, it is becoming an industry. Um, just some of the money that a lot of the campaigns are generating at the moment is building the industry for a lot of creators. So I really wish more people would get in there. Um, but it, it's it's hard to say at this early stage with any surety, but I would hope that, yes, we're building strides. Um, obviously, we don't have the recognition in the greater populace just yet um, to say that too confidently, but that's the direction we're going, yes. Right. I, I believe you're headed in the right direction. Um, mm. Scott McCloud, author of um, Zot and Understanding Comics, mm -hmm. said, um, you know, if you fold a piece of paper six times and you draw pictures on it and you sell it for a quarter, you're in the industry. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you could very much already say you're an international business, um, uh, which I think is amazing. Uh, it's, it's, it's something that I, I think over here people don't think about having to have because you're so focused on you know getting people in your state or your friends to like it exactly yes um yeah um like i say a lot of the the reason why we still only have just the one comic at the moment is because people um like gilbert deltrez and he's he's just completed his um campaign for Lair. He's also working on, uh, I think it's Grom for short, Galactic Rodents of Mayhem, which also looks like a fantastic comic. Uh, these guys are still, you know, very busy with their, their campaigns. We're not trying to interrupt them or barge in or anything like that. Um, yeah. Sorry, I forgot where I was going to go with that. I, um, I, yeah. So, yeah, it, once once they free themselves up, that gives them more time for us. And then we can, you know, push forward even further. Um, but we are uh, a service business. We need a product to be able to provide the service, so to speak. Um, when the when the time comes and you get and and you get like a like a product that you're not the biggest fan of, are you still going to move forward with it, or are you do you have like a content like barrier they have to break? Like it has to be like so good for you guys to like it, or no? At this stage, I don't think so. As long as it's not going to breach any, you know, porn. Um, you know, it's the market that decides where is where I come from. Um, there's a fan for some for everything out there. It's just a matter of being able to find what the fan wants. Um, we're we're the fan in the sense that we're the fan of the creators and their their guts and determination to do what they want to create what they want. We're there to provide you know an audience for them, and it's up to the audience to decide whether they like something or not. Um, but at the same time, you know, there are rules and regulations to what you can put in print, be it digital or, or physical. So as long as it doesn't breach those rules, you know, it, it's up to the audience to decide. Right. Um, are you worried about, um, like brand confusion? Cause like, ideally your name would be on the book somewhere. Um, so, sorry, it was breaking up a little bit. Brand confusion. Yes. That's what you were asking. Yeah. I don't think so because you know Japan. It's it's 2019 now. There, there is so much Western uh, products available in Japan, and Japan actually has uh, strict 
import rules where they need a domestic company to represent whatever product is coming into Japan. Um, so Japanese are very used to seeing someone else's, uh, sorry, a company, a domestic company's brand on someone else's product. Um, and I'm not sure if you've had the opportunity to see uh, Exilium on um, Amazon yet, but we do put our logo on it, uh, as any other publisher would do for whatever um, comic they get. Um, ben also has his own company. I think it's called uh, Cloud9. Oops. Going to get sued. I'm not going to get sued. I'm going to get beat if I um, got that wrong. Anyway, we're not in competition with people's own IP. I mean, it's their IP as far as we're concerned. But we do need to put our logo on it to establish ourselves to the domestic market here to show we're the people you come to for creators like this. Okay. Um, yeah. but we're, we're not in any, interested in any direct competition or fights over IP or anything like that. Um, it wouldn't be a problem to release like a horror comic uh, one one day and then a rom-com the next day. Like Okay, sorry, I understand what you're saying now. Uh, no, um, our, this is why we keep it simple with indie creators, um, whether that be horror, whether that be superhero, whether that be rom-com. You know, we're just a publisher. We provide the genre for the reader. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, that was another thing we were talking about earlier today was, um, like, when you go to when you go to one of the big three, you know Marvel, DC, uh, Image. It's you you kind of know what kind of story you're getting from them. And we were like, if you're going to any independent artist, it's like, oh man, that's you can do almost any genre. But it's like, is that what is there safety there? Okay, I think that's part of their brand as well. That their brand is superheroes, um, and it all falls under the Marvel label. Uh, where where more of a, a publisher, so to speak, a localization company. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the creative talents to do my own comic. Otherwise, it might change things a bit. But um, <laughs> no, we're, we're just a, a localization and publishing company. Um, by tying as many different genres to us as well, that allows us to reach more people domestically uh, of varied interests. Do you have... Are you... Are you- are you guys thinking of setting up your own like website to host your content? Like this is that is in the works. It's just uh, and it's quite embarrassing to say it's very much a work in progress. Um, the focus at the moment is being translating the the comics that we've got. Um, I can't decide which language to do the website in because <laughs> we, we we cater to both sides. Um, ideally, we do want it mostly in Japanese so that you know we can further our, our awareness domestically. But at the same time, we also do want to be able to, you know, advertise to potential creators, say, hey, this is what we're doing. Um, right. And I've just been like a, a kangaroo in the headlights at the moment with what to do with that because I just can't quite decide. Um, but the focus at the moment is getting what comics we do have under us right now, getting them into Japanese, getting them uh, prepared, and then once we've gone through that and if we have no other um, creative works coming in, to sit back and then think about what to do with the website. Okay, yeah. Um, your your Twitter um, for your service is run in Japanese, right? Correct? Uh, Japanese and English, yeah. yeah. Um, I've started to pull back on the Japanese a bit uh, just to allow my son to, to grow his account and – he would be more like, say, the domestic interface, where I would be more the, the Western interface. 
Um, but I, I originally came from gaming as well with uh, with uh, domestic gamers, so that's why it originally was mostly in Japanese. Okay, yeah. Um, the, how do you know when and when not to tweet um, like in English? Do you just go with whoever you're trying to get the, the tweet to? Like, oh, this one's for comic creators, so I'm going to do it in English or... That's pretty much it, yeah. Um, if my if the target of the tweet is uh, more domestic people, then I'll put it in Japanese. If it's more for you know creators overseas, then I'll put it in English. Um, have you thought about? I mean, it's 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 a it's a huge thing because running one mm-hmm. Twitter account is, is terrible. Do you <laughs> have you thought about running two? Um, social media profiles, one for English and one for Japanese. That's kind of where we're at the stage now where I'll leave most of the Japanese communication, tweets, etc., down to my son where I'll focus more on, on the Western, picking up new uh, talent and just advertising our service more in English to the to the Western creators. And then I'll leave the, the domestic um, uh, advertising to my son. Right. Um No, um, we're we're nearing the end here. Um, sure, this is, you can hear me dying out. I apologize. <laughs> no problem at all. Um, so, how should I say this? Um, we talked about it in, in we talked about it before we came on. But mm-hmm. um, do you mind going through it again? Um, just advice. Any advice you have for like up and coming artists that are listening now? Whether it be comics, whether it be novels, whether it be music, whatever, we have platforms out there now that weren't there 10, 15 years ago. Um, and even if they were, now there is a great shift in a movement towards um, of consumers towards independent creators. Uh, a lot of people still have to get over the hurdle of the concept of a crowdfunding site. That's more ubiquitous in the West. It's certainly not going to happen anytime soon in Japan, even if they do have them. Um, but as the focus is Western creators, just get out there and do it. Um, a lot of when, when you listen to a lot of um, not just motivational speakers and things like that, professional businessmen, a lot of their advice is get out there and do it. Thinking about it, coming up with the idea, coming up with the concept, anyone can do it. Very few people follow through to go through and do it. Um, once you get that product out there, if the campaign doesn't do as well as you'd hope there are people like me that would just pick that up give it to a different market and you know the ball starts rolling from there um it can be tough it can be psycho mentally tough as well you you could get a lot of disappointment you're not doing as well as you thought um but you know you got to be in there for the long term getting it created getting it finished is is a major um milestone once you've got that, then as I said before, people like myself are there to take, you know, to pick up the ball and carry it further for you. But we can't do that if the, the project's not complete. And I don't mean funding complete. I mean, the actual creative work itself needs to be complete. Right. Um, do you consider what you and your sons are doing now a form of art? That's an interesting question. I'd never thought of it from that perspective. Um, I've always worked in support, so service 
type roles for me is is what I'm I get more reward from. So I've just looked at it from that perspective. Um, I hadn't thought of it as a as a form of art, to be honest. Right. Um, and that wasn't meant to like put you on the spot or anything. It's just something. I was no, thinking. no, I understand. Um. Yeah. What will you? This will be the last question, and then I'll let you go about your evening. Um, do you have like? Is there like a number of creators or number of reads that you have written down somewhere that to you means that you have made it? You've done it. That's a good question. I think on the initial stages of of the business, we know that we're doing the right thing. Um, we've picked up some good comics. We're getting some very good and more importantly, consistent page reads through Kindle, um, which was which more than what we think. We don't have enough creators and comics on uh, Amazon yet to be able to do a comparison to see you know overall how it's doing. But what we do have is a lot of positive feedback to say we're on the right track. Um, ideally for me is, uh, and it's probably best to, to contextualize it with, we, we're successful through our creator's success. We're just a service provider. So if we're becoming successful, that means our creators are being successful as well. Um, so ideally for me is, bringing the business to a level where I can just quit my job. <laughs> but to be to, to at that level, I mean, like I say before in the, the pretext there, that means also that the creators, um, you know, are, are doing well themselves. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good place to end. Do you want to plug your social medias before we go? Uh, sure. It's Rusted Blades. Uh, on Twitter, that's Rusted, R-U-S-T-E-D-B-L-A-Y-D-S. Um, someone had took the other spelling for that, so I had to take it. <laughs> I'm on at the moment. I don't do Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. I think I'm just getting too old for that. Um, we are Wagga Comics, W-A-G-A-C-O-M-I-X at gmail.com if anyone wants to put in a submission for their work to be uh, localized into Japanese. That's awesome. Um, hopefully someone comes. Hopefully this show gets comic book artists to listen and they can come. Uh, <laughs> oh, certainly hope so. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to stop recording. Um, okay. Cool. Thanks for coming by and listening to my conversation with Rusty. Next week, I'm sitting down for a two-part interview with The Last Bandito to discuss their albums, Better Now, and Sherwood. Be sure to follow the show over at the Little Guys 3 on Twitter and wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out Endless Ink Publishing's new book by Mandy Gardner, The Last Diaspora, Book 1, Letters to Earth. If you remember my interview with the head of Endless Ink Publishing, Julian, then you know that this book is full of classic science fiction entertainment. Give it a read, leave a review, and tell them that the little guy sent you there. I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>